Chapter twenty five of Childhood by Leo Tolstoy, translated by Charles James Hogarth, eighteen sixty nine to nineteen forty five. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Chapter twenty five The Letter on the sixteenth of april nearly six months after the day just described papa entered our schoolroom and told us that that night we must start with him for our country house i felt a pang at my heart when i heard the news and my thoughts at once turned to mamma the cause of our unexpected departure was the following letter petrovskoye twelfth april only this moment that is at ten o'clock in the evening have i received your dear letter of the third of april but as usual i answer it at once fyodor brought it yesterday from town but as it was late he did not give it to mimi till this morning and mimi since i was unwell kept it from me all day i have been a little feverish in fact to tell the truth this is the fourth day that i have been in bed yet do not be uneasy i feel almost myself again now and if ivan vasilitch should allow me i should think of getting up to-morrow on friday last i took the girls for a drive and close to the little bridge by the turning on to the high road the place which always makes me nervous the horses and carriage stuck fast in the mud well the day being fine i thought that we would walk a little up the road until the carriage should be extricated but no sooner had we reached the chapel than i felt obliged to sit down i was so tired and in this way half an hour passed while help was being sent for to get the carriage dug out i felt cold for i had only thin boots on and they had been wet through after luncheon too i had alternate cold and hot fits yet still continued to follow our ordinary routine when tea was over i sat down to the piano to play a duet with luboshka you would be astonished to hear what progress she has made but imagine my surprise when i found that i could not count the beats several times i began to do so yet always felt confused in my head and kept hearing strange noises in my ears i would begin one two three and then suddenly go on eight fifteen and so on as though i were talking nonsense and could not help it at last mimi came to my assistance and forced me to retire to bed that was how my illness began and it was all through my own fault the next day i had a good deal of fever and our good ivan vasilitch came he has not left us since but promises soon to restore me to the world what a wonderful old man he is while i was feverish and delirious he sat the whole night by my bedside without once closing his eyes and at this moment since he knows i am busy writing he is with the girls in the divanaya he is with the girls in the divanaya and i can hear him telling them german stories and them laughing as they listen to him la belle flamande as you call her is now spending her second week here as my guest her mother having gone to pay a visit somewhere and she is most attentive and attached to me she even tells me her secret affairs under different circumstances her beautiful face good temper and youth might have made a most excellent girl of her but in the society in which according to her own account she moves she will be wasted the idea has more than once occurred to me that had i not had so many children of my own it would have been a deed of mercy to have adopted her luboshka had meant to write to you herself but she has torn up three sheets of paper saying i know what a quizzer papa always is if he were to find a single fault in my letter he would show it to everybody 
katenka is as charming as usual and mimi too is good but tiresome now let me speak of more serious matters you write to me that your affairs are not going well this winter and that you wish to break into the revenues of charabovska it seems to me strange that you should think it necessary to ask my consent surely what belongs to me belongs no less to you you are so kind-hearted dear that for fear of worrying me you conceal the real state of things but i can guess that you have lost a great deal at cards as also that you are afraid of my being angry at that yet so long as you can tide over this crisis i shall not think much of it and you need not be uneasy i have grown accustomed to no longer relying so far as the children are concerned upon your gains at play nor yet excuse me for saying so upon your income therefore your losses cause me as little anxiety as your gains give me pleasure what i really grieve over is your unhappy passion itself for gambling a passion which bereaves me of part of your tender affection and obliges me to tell you such bitter truths as god knows with what pain i am telling you now i never cease to beseech him that he may preserve us not from poverty for what is poverty but from the terrible juncture which would arise should the interests of the children which i am called upon to protect ever come into collision with our own hitherto god has listened to my prayers you have never yet overstepped the limit beyond which we should be obliged either to sacrifice property which would no longer belong to us but to the children or it is terrible to think of but the dreadful misfortune at which i hint is forever hanging over our heads yes it is the heavy cross which god has given us both to carry also you write about the children and come back to our old point of difference by asking my consent to your placing them at a boarding-school you know my objection to that kind of education i do not know dear whether you will accede to my request but i nevertheless beseech you by your love for me to give me your promise that never so long as i am alive nor yet after my death if god should see fit to separate us shall such a thing be done also you write that our affairs render it indispensable for you to visit st petersburg the lord go with you go and return as soon as possible without you we shall all of us be lonely spring is coming in beautifully we keep the door on to the terrace always open now while the path to the orangery is dry and the peach trees are in full blossom only here and there is there a little snow remaining the swallows are arriving and to-day luboshka brought me the first flowers the doctor says that in about three days time i shall be well again and able to take the open air and to enjoy the april sun now au revoir my dearest one do not be alarmed i beg of you either on account of my illness or on account of your losses at play end the crisis as soon as possible and then return here with the children for the summer i am making wonderful plans for our passing of it and i only need your presence to realize them the rest of the letter was written in french as well as in a strange uncertain hand on another piece of paper i transcribe it word for word do not believe what i have just written to you about my illness it is more serious than any one knows i alone know that i shall never leave my bed again do not therefore delay a minute in coming here with the children perhaps it may yet be permitted me to embrace and bless them it is my last wish that it should be so i know what a terrible blow this will be to you but you would have had to hear it sooner or later if not from me at least from others 
let us try to bear the calamity with fortitude and place our trust in the mercy of god let us submit ourselves to his will do not think that what i am writing is some delusion of my sick imagination on the contrary i am perfectly clear at this moment and absolutely calm nor must you comfort yourself with the false hope that these are the unreal confused feelings of a despondent spirit for i feel indeed i know since god has deigned to reveal it to me that i have now but a very short time to live will my love for you and the children cease with my life i know that that can never be at this moment i am too full of that love to be capable of believing that such a feeling which constitutes a part of my very existence can ever perish my soul can never lack its love for you and i know that that love will exist forever since such a feeling could never have been awakened if it were not to be eternal i shall no longer be with you yet i firmly believe that my love will cleave to you always and from that thought i glean such comfort that i await the approach of death calmly and without fear yes i am calm and god knows that i have ever looked and do look now upon death as no more than the passage to a better life yet why do tears blind my eyes why should the children lose a mother's love why must you my husband experience such a heavy and unlooked-for blow why must i die when your love was making life so inexpressibly happy for me but his holy will be done the tears prevent my writing more it may be that i shall never see you again i thank you my darling beyond all price for all the felicity with which you have surrounded me in this life soon i shall appear before god himself to pray that he may reward you farewell my dearest remember that if i am no longer here my love will none the less never and nowhere fail you farewell volodya farewell my pet farewell my benjamin my little nikolinka surely they will never forget me with this letter had come also a french one from mimi in which the latter said the sad circumstances of which she has written to you are but too surely confirmed by the words of the doctor yesterday evening she ordered the letter to be posted at once but thinking that she did so in delirium i waited until this morning with the intention of sealing and sending it then hardly had i done so when natalia nikolaevna asked me what i had done with the letter and told me to burn it if not yet dispatched she is forever speaking of it and saying that it will kill you do not delay your departure for an instant if you wish to see the angel before she leaves us pray excuse this scribble but i have not slept now for three nights you know how much i love her later i heard from natalia savishna who passed the whole of the night of the eleventh april at mamma's bedside that after writing the first part of the letter mamma laid it down upon the table beside her and went to sleep for a while i confess said natalia savishna that i too fell asleep in the armchair and let my knitting slip from my hands suddenly towards one o'clock in the morning i heard her saying something whereupon i opened my eyes and looked at her my darling was sitting up in bed with her hands clasped together and streams of tears gushing from her eyes it is all over now she said and hid her face in her hands i sprang to my feet and asked what the matter was ah natalia savishna if you could only know what i have just seen she said yet for all my asking she would say no more beyond commanding me to hand her the letter to that letter she added something and then said that it must be sent off directly from that moment she grew rapidly worse
End of chapter 15. Recording by expatriate in Bangor, Maine.